Welcome to the HBK High Performance Podcast with Michael B. Ross, a podcast designed to help leaders develop the character, skills, and passion needed to lead fulfilled and impactful lives. Here's Michael. Well, good day to you, ladies and gentlemen. This is Michael B. Ross, and I want to welcome you to the HBK High Performance Podcast. I hope the sun is shining and the birds are chirping in your life, and I hope all your dreams are coming true. Before we get started today, as I always like to mention, if you hear one good thought, one good phrase, one good quote, or one good idea from this podcast, I'd like to ask you to put that thought, phrase, idea, or quote into absolute immediate action. In real talk, it doesn't matter what you say, it matters what you do. So if you hear something good, if you listen to something good, if you say you need to do something, the most important thing that you can do in life is take action. So what I ask my audiences to do is take absolute immediate action. And the reason why is because it is so easy to miss good opportunity simply because you were not ready to take action. You do not want to get caught up in analysis paralysis where you think too much about doing so. You want to take action and take smart action and be analytical while you take action. But if you overanalyze, the chances are you won't take action and nothing will get done. And it's great to have plans. Don't get me wrong. I think every person should have a great plan going into whatever you do, but make them quick and utilize other people's minds, utilize other people's experiences to help you make quicker decisions to ideas that compel you and move forward. Today, I want to talk to you about hiring leaders. Cultures are built by leaders. They're created by leaders. And I say this corny thing all the time. I, I, I think it's a pretty good analogy. In a culture, it isn't like a city where you build walls because a culture is always growing. So what a business is not meant to do is to stay the same size. And, you know, in cities, when they settle in certain cities and you build walls around the city to protect it from bandits and raiders and barbarians who would try to come in and take over your city. A culture is not like that. A culture is built and expanded by leaders. And so I like to use the analogy that the protection of your culture is your the shield wall that your leaders build. I know I'm very medieval today, but I think that's such a great analogy that your leaders have to be the people that understand what is going on outside of your culture so that they can protect the people inside the culture and essentially create a shield wall of protection. Unfortunately, 90% of businesses promote leaders from within without truly evaluating whether or not that person can even lead. Now, I know I'm going against the mainstream teachers and leadership when I say this, but not everybody can be a leader in context. In context of a business, an organization, a position, some personality types cannot handle being a CEO, an entrepreneur, or an owner. I have advised certain people not to start their own businesses. Do not go out on your own. I have literally told people why. Their DNA gifting their personal efficacy, their 
strength of independence is not very good. Why would anybody want to take on a position where they have to think like an owner, operator, entrepreneur, if they do not have the natural propensity to do it? And here's what happens oftentimes, okay? Because of the leadership, the leadership industry in general, meaning the, the teachings and the articles and the books that have been written around leadership have given people false ideas, especially when putting people in a leadership position. And what people focus on, which, I, by the way, I want to tell you, I think is really, really good. People focus on making sure that the people who are in a position of leadership just have great character and they teach about great character and they think about it, they come early, they stay late, they cooperate well with everybody. They're able to communicate at a decent level. And character is essential. Don't get me wrong. I think without that, you shouldn't promote anybody. But let's take that as almost a misnomer, like a duh. We already know that, okay? We know that you need to have character. A lot of leaders forget to think about the skill sets, the personality type, the communication skills, which is the number one skill of a leader, the energy that somebody brings into a room. People don't often think about this. You gotta ask yourself, with the people that you have in leadership right now, it's a really tough question. And it begs if you do not have a clear yes to this, it begs for me to ask you to reconsider who you have in your leadership position. But you gotta ask yourself this, of those people you have in leadership at your organization right now, who are trying to advance and protect your culture, would you follow them? Would you follow them? If you were working for them, would you look at them and admire them in not every way maybe, but is there specific ways that you would admire them? Does that person you, who you have in leadership, do they have an ability to help people become their very best? And I'm not asking you whether or not somebody can develop that because in certain contexts, yes, you can develop it, although there are, there are vast limitations in development of skills. There are natural things that certain people have. I'm almost six foot three, okay? I am, I'm a basketball player, for example. I play basketball. Being nearly six foot three is a clear natural advantage for me, no matter where I go. If I was five foot seven, that would be a major disadvantage. That means I would have to overcome all sorts of obstacles with my height just to have the same advantage as someone who was six foot three. We've got to look at leadership more broadly, and we've got to get better with our context when it comes to putting people in leadership position. And, and the reason I'm so passionate about this is because when I'm called to consult or coach for businesses, because I, I consult and coach around culture, because if you build a great culture, you're gonna grow your business, okay? You'll be able to advance your strategy. Like Peter Drucker said, culture eats strategy for breakfast. So you get your culture in place. Make sure that you have the internal systems to handle growth and make sure you have the people in your organization 
who can help you grow the business? Because if not, you're going to be doing it on your own, period. So I'm adamant that what happens, I'll go and I'll evaluate companies. And the first thing I do, if you would ever call me to do some consulting or coaching for you, the very first thing I do is I send you evaluations, I send you surveys. I ask you to be brutally honest. And one of the first things you're going to do if you work with me is you're going to evaluate your own leaders. Yourself, yes, but your own leadership team. And there's a very specific set of questions I like to ask. And some of it is just getting down to your intuition about this leader themselves. Because oftentimes people will say, well, I put this person in a leadership position. They're not happy with them, but they don't want to come out and just blast them because they're a good person. This isn't in what I'm talking about. Again, I got to get the character thing off the table. I'm not talking about somebody who has good character and we're saying, you know what? Uh, that's not important. The skills are important. No, I'm saying that the character is important. But then after that, the skills are vital. The talent is vital because you could have a great person that cannot contribute and you will be frustrated. You will be angry. You will be at a dilemma of what to do because you care about the person. They're a great person. How can I just let them go? Well, it's, it is really simple. Although this sounds callous, it's very simple. Is you've got to look and evaluate whether or not this leader can own and think like an owner, operator, entrepreneur in the construct inside of your business, which they lead. If you're doing more thinking for them than they are for themselves, they cannot lead a construct in your business. They cannot lead a department. They cannot lead a project. They certainly cannot lead others. And so often, and I'm telling you, this is one of the major problems in every culture is we have the wrong leaders in place. And I'm not saying they're, they're not great people. I think most of the people who get advanced are great people and that's why they advance. It's just the wrong reason to advance somebody. And you often, as a leader, when you wanna build a great culture, sometimes you gotta look at the outside. If you are just promoting from within, you are doing yourself a great disservice. Somebody from the outside can see your business way different than somebody that's worked there 20, 30 years. There may be a time and a place to advance people from within, but I think it is essential if you are going to grow a culture fast and you're going to build a team around you who can help work you out of a job, because as a leader, you need to keep working yourself out of a job and let the organization and the philosophies and the systems of which you've built run your company. And you can only do that if you have the leaders in place to do it. I want all of you to take some time this week and I want you to evaluate your leaders. And you can even evaluate your leadership, those who lead you, as a part of the exercise. We get so used to getting into our subconscious streaming patterns of waking up every day and doing the same things over and over again that we're afraid to disrupt that pattern. Even if we're unhappy, our mind is built for survival. It likes patterns. It likes systems. It likes to live on autopilot. So when you come in and you do evaluations and surveys and you start asking yourself the conscious streaming questions, 
it can incite some fear. But I want to tell you to not be afraid because if you want to grow your business or your department, you have got to have constant evaluation. Take some time. Ask yourself, do these leaders I have in place, do they have the skills? Do they have the talent to take us to the next level? Would they do well if they started their own business? And, and I'm not asking you to think about this long. Your gut will tell you. You'll know right off the bat. Have I been making excuses for this leader because they're a good guy or good girl? Have you? You've got to ask yourself that because a lot of people do that. They'll say, but, oh yeah, they're falling short. I think I can get them up. No, I want to tell you, I have been training, coaching, and speaking, and writing articles, and writing books for the past 11 years. And I want to tell you something. I have worked very, very hard at my craft to be the best that I can possibly be. And I want to tell you something. I can't change anybody. Not one person in the world can I change. What I can do is help somebody with the character, the skills, the talent, the potential, who wants to get better, I can help them accelerate their growth. You cannot change people. If somebody really wants to get better, you can work with them, but you also, you cannot, you cannot take somebody who has a certain set of skills, who has a natural tendency in a certain area of skills, and make them something that they're not. You got to be real about this. Your leaders are your shield wall in your culture. It's the most important hire that you can make. The most important thing. Please stop thinking that you can just fit good people in a place and make them become something. You can't. You'll know. You know, it, it, talking back to basketball for a second. If I go out and I play in a tournament, I always, I take time to think about who I want to go with and who I'm going to ask to be on my team. I have a core set of guys that I play with, but I want higher talent. I don't start looking around. I go, mm, hey, my friend, if he had the best day of his life and if everything was working for him and, um, man, he's a great guy. If he came with us and he had the greatest day of his life and all the chips fell in line, he would be able to contribute. No, I wouldn't do that. I would lower that risk by getting somebody of ridiculous talent who I know beyond a shadow of a doubt on his worst day could contribute more than that person on their best day. So we have to evaluate our leadership. And this is one of the most important things in the world. And it's one of the things I have seen in 11 years of coaching and consulting that is a major, major problem in most organizations. Take time. To protect your culture by evaluating your leaders and have some tough conversations with yourself about whether or not the leaders you have in place should be. And I'll talk to you again on another podcast about what exactly you should look for in leaders that you hire. And I would love for you to join me on that. And I'll talk to you next time on the HBK High Performance Podcast. Be sure to take immediate action on the ideas that compelled you from today's podcast. For information about the courses, resources, and services available from HBK High Performance, visit hbkln.com.